adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to simply say thank you for your support. For season two, we're running a couple giveaways and we'll be selecting a couple of you to win some No Snooze merch, some products over at Orgain.com, or a $50 Amazon gift card. If you enjoy the podcast and find value in what we're doing, all you have to do is subscribe to us, leave us a five-star review on Apple, and DM us on Instagram at No Snooze Podcast, letting us know you've entered the giveaway. Thanks to all of you, the No Snooze Podcast is climbing the charts, and we're well on our way to spreading this message to the masses. Enjoy today's episode. Mike, open us up. We're back here on the No Snooze Podcast. We have a very special guest that our man Dave is going to intro. He just did it very eloquently. This is take two. We're going to be very, very transparent here. That's what Um, what we're about. Transparency, right, Mike? Transparency over everything. (laughs) And let me just make a point. When I die, I want you to read my headstone or whatever it's going to read because you do a very nice job. Wow. First of all, I hope that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Who dies first out of the two of us? Uh, I don't know. I, we both live I pretty fast. First. Yeah, I think yeah. I am too. <laughs> yeah. um, but so Mark Carter is here with us. He's a very special friend and a special guest uh, here today. So he joins us as a father, businessman, firefighter, and mentor for youth seeking to reach their dreams of becoming high-level collegiate and professional athletes. From a young age, Mark has been able to leverage his passion and talent in the sport of basketball as he joined one of the country's top AAU grassroots programs, PSA Cardinals. As a former teammate to number one NBA draft pick, Elton Brand, Mark is no stranger to winning. He has won New York State championships as both a player and coach, and most recently has defied the odds in becoming Peak Skills' second African-American career firefighter in over 200 years of the department's existence. Mark Carter, welcome to the pod, my brother. No, thank you for having me, man. Pleasure and honor. Thank you for stopping by. No, I apologize I was late. I uh, had another Waze incident, so. Yeah, my, Mike's directions are, are not the best, but he showed up with a bacon, egg, and cheese. Uh, so in my book, he was he was secured. And Mark did not want one. Are we in a I, diet? Talk I, to I, me. I, don't, I, do not, I do not engage in, in pork. Um, <laughs> that's such an absurd way to put it. I do not engage that's kind of funny because Mike and I are both hams. Get yes. it? <laughs> oh. no. You're engaging, buddy. <laughs> um, so wh- where we usually like to start, you know, the podcast, especially when we have a guest, um, we're fortunate enough to know most of your story, but there's always good things that, that come out. It's best for us to start at the beginning. So give us, um, you know, a background of the early years, how you grew up, and I guess how how basketball became such an important part of your life early on uh sure um again thanks for the great intro i, I will tell you guys and mike i did not write that that yeah. was that was honestly all dave and, and it's, it's truly not a, not just flattering but you know for someone to know um your background in such a such a smooth and easy way um it, it means a lot so thank you for that thank you um, when it comes to me, uh, born and raised Peekskill, New York, uh, to me, one of the greatest cities on earth. Like, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, they call it a, a small town, but it's, you know, it's labeled a city. But 
it's it's truly a place that's near and dear to my heart. Um, I grew up in public housing with my grandmother, Pearl Woods, uh, who passed some years back. Um, you know, we grew up in uh, 1431 Park Street. And I think that for me, you know, it it, it was always a, a fight with uptown and downtown, right? It's like the guys that were um, downtown guys and like we, you pride yourself on being from uptown. But I think ultimately, ultimately um, you know, us growing up, you know, it was a house full of girls. It was just myself and my cousin Roger, who was literally, you know, I call him my cousin. I was the best man in his wedding back in March. But for me, um, that was my big brother. You know, the, I, I, don't, I don't have a big brother. I have a little brother. But for, for our, us growing up, I, I think ultimately he gets the kudos for anything athletically related. Wow. Yes, I have God give God giving gift of being an athlete. I my first love was actually football. Uh, I was a quarterback. Um, really, I did quarterback. Good time. Yeah, man, yeah. it was a good time. So up until about thirteen, fourteen, I played modif- You know, freshman football. That was it. Actually, I'm sorry. I played varsity in uh, Pisco High School. Um, but the thing about it was. My grandmother didn't send us to public school early on. So a lot of what my friends were experiencing, private schools didn't have, right? So nothing against the archdiocese, but you had to be in the, what do they call it in the archdiocese? Uh, when it comes to CYO ball, you had to be a part of the church. And I'm like, well, I'm not a part of the church. And my grandmother didn't let me go down to what, what is Bowman Towers. I wasn't allowed to go down there. Nothing against it. I had friends that were down there. She just, there was a lot of things that happened in most cities that, you know, the drugs and things would, like that. Would, would, Bowman, what was Bowman Towers? I was going to say, would, um, would Mike be allowed in Bowman Towers? I Mike, feel like I'm, Mike, a, I'm a product. Am I a downtown guy? <laughs> <or uptown guy? laughs> Mike, as dapper as he looks today, uh, he would, as you stated before, maybe you may, those rock, the Rock Under Armors would not be allowed in Bowman Towers. <laughs> what, what's a lot like? Talk, talk to me. How um, would I? How would I fit in? What's the look there? Yeah, I stand. Out I would definitely time. say I would. As far as a look, Bochy? you have to. Nah, you have to look the part. If but you, is, is if Bowman sh- housing is that is that part of the like housing authority in Peekskill? Is it public part of housing? Public housing. Okay. So yeah, yeah it, it's five, five or so, five or so units with throughout the city. I would say in each sector. Of the city, there is Bowman. So, in, in very blunt terms, like this that. would be the hood in Peekskill. That's respectfully the hood. Yeah, in Mike, I mean, Mike is That's good in the hood. Earned, yeah, you, you earned stripes. <laughs> when you were growing up in Bowman. So, <laughs> if you were accepted, you know what I mean. You had to. It was one of those things when we were younger. You had to actually know somebody or have a reason to be walking around. Got it. You know what I mean. It, it wasn't yeah. a. It's not foreign. It's the entrance to the city of Peekskill. If that makes sense, right? Yeah, you you, did, you yeah. come off the highway. You're at Bowman Towers within 200 feet. You know, 200 gotcha. yards, 200 yes. yards. I said feet, wow. So, um, yeah, but that, I think that uh, us growing up, uh, back to my cousin Roger, he was, you know, integral in just anything sports related because he did it. Yeah, like, he, he was did. out there. He was playing sports. And I didn't have a way. You know, you were too young to play with the bigger guys. And they, I was watching. I was like, always wanted to shoot on the side basket. There was no – the football came natural. Um, my cousin – was a little bit older than me. It's damn shame. He's I don't even know Roger's age. Somebody could say I'll give you a million dollars right now. I don't know his exact age. <laughs> I like swear. To you. I don't know it's people's crazy, ages. Right? <laughs> um but the the dopest thing about it was he never introduced it. It was just not follow my lead, but he doesn't know it. 
he was my idol growing up because that dude was nice, like especially with hoops. And I'm like, this is not my thing, you know. But I used to watch how he shot the ball. He could dribble. Uh, Rogers about like five nine, um, super long dreads. But at the time, he had a low a low fade. And how much older is he? So we have like a ballpark. I would give Raj. I know you think, don't know the age. I think but. if it's safe to say, sorry if I'm aging you, Raj. <laughs> if you ever saw this, <laughs> I would give Raj. I think, man. Hopefully, I'm right. Maybe forty six. Yeah, forty six. Okay, so that, I'd be like, so, Raj, I'd be so curious. To <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel bad, but again, I, I, I never. I don't even know my sister's age. <laughs> I swear to you, I just don't. I don't. But so I, as, a, as a young yeah. kid, I, I mean, being older, whether it's six harder. to eight years older, right? Because sure. it's somewhere in there. That's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. It's big. so it makes sense that he can be obviously an idol, especially when it comes to sport. Absolutely. Now, was he like the male figure in your life that guided you at that time? Because you were with grandma. Like, was was dad around? Mom? What, what was that dynamic like? Um, mom and dad at the time, you know, you know, uh, they were succumb to some other things at the time um my dad wouldn't care but you know my dad was he, he still calls himself an addict which is absurd to me but you know you know my dad and you've you've met my dad and uh successful business owner now right yes and yes. uh and a phenomenal you know, phenomenal you, man you would never know that he's was a drug addict at some point in time but that was it's, it sucks to say you ask anybody who grew up in the 80s early, that was, the, any adults, yeah, that's what they did. Yep. You know what I mean? If yep. you decided to engage in a recreational drug, that was it. And if it turned into something else, uh, so be it. Yep. You know what I mean? So, um, yes, Raj gets all the credit for, uh, at that time, of being that role model. Um, my Uncle Pete was amazing. Uh, my Uncle Edward Peterson um, I was actually just at his house yesterday with my aunt, spending some time with her. That's my aunt's husband, which, but he's always been, he calls me Neff's son. Um, oh, I like that. But, uh, Mike is like my Neff's son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say David. <laughs> he's, 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 you know, he was the guy taking us to everything because my grandmother didn't drive. So the idea, we couldn't take taxis to, to you know what I mean, to, yeah. to practice. So yeah. it was either someone else's parent being involved, and my grandmother was super well-respected uh, throughout the city, you know, and people understood. She didn't have a license, you know, so it wasn't, she found a way. And it was scary how she found ways to get things done, but she was so dope in making sure things got done without you having to worry. So, yes, definitely to answer that question, Raj definitely was that early role model and the person to look up to. Um, but he did it by action. You know, all his movements was just like, I'm not asking you to go do this. This is what I do. You know, if you want to tag along. But then it got to the point where I got that rite of passage. It was like, come on, let's come on, let's play ball. I was like, what? And He'll tell you now. I I I I got better than him. I grew taller than him. He would admit that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen. Early on, there there was nothing that there was nothing that he couldn't compete with my size. You know what I mean? Yeah, so so I'm, no I'm six two and change. So he couldn't compete with my size. It. I mean, not not nothing against it, but yeah. I was more Raj. If I had his basketball IQ. Who knows where this game would have took me? Right? I, I just played off of passion and love and, and athletic talents. He saw the game from a level where his passing abilities, his shooting abilities, 
it was just beyond years of what he reminded me a lot of, and this is not aging myself, but Sam Cassell. He was that guy, mm-hmm. right? That reference. mid-range game would hit the three if you talk, yep. talk shit. It was great, you know what I mean? And Raj mm-hmm. wasn't no, he wasn't a bully, wasn't a tough guy, but he just had this fierceness when he got on a basketball court. So all my coaches out there, I apologize over the years, I'm gonna blame my cousin Roger as to why <laughs> I was so intense and why I just bought a different level because I thought that when I was on the court, it was such a, that was my sanctuary and you can't take this away from me, you know, so. Did you have someone that you modeled your game after other than Raj? Like, I, I'm always curious to hear yeah. people's favorite basketball player growing up because it tells you a lot about them. Like I was a big uh, Larry Johnson guy. Okay, I love Larry Johnson. Did you have, did you have the reaction? Grandma, did you grandma, did you have the converse? No, you can't be a Larry Johnson fan mm. without. I was reactions. a Fairweather, and that he's sense. a Fugazi fan. I know, but uh, I, was, I was never. Frank was the one who bought all the shoes and everything. Okay, okay. I like occasionally would buy. Shoes. I still don't buy stuff for myself. It's just not. I was a big fan though. I think more from like the Hornets, Grandma. I thought yeah, okay. it was funny dunking on people. Got it. Got it. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, but curious who who was the. By far, I don't know who Dave's is either. Oh, I don't know either. I think I no, no. We actually, he doesn't know this. I don't think. But actually, we shared this moment because he did a, he did the groupiest thing ever when we were on our way back from Miami. <laughs> oh God! So he go. knows now with saying that who my favorite player is and who I modeled my game after, because it's not for my favorite. All my player. friends knew. Well, let I, him go. First. I love. I I sh- I, I love. I sh- I love shooting. I love scoring. Um play defense when I felt like it type of guy. Sounds like <laughs> me. Just what it is. But so you want this the story. Yeah, you I want to hear your so I'm confused. That 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 30 seconds not even but cuz you didn't say the player yet. No, I didn't say the player yet. He's waiting for the punch. So, you know what's happening. So <laughs> we're coming back and this, this this you might trigger this. If you can get this, you'll be good. We're coming back from Miami, had a quick guys trip. It was pretty dope. Um I'm in I'm like I don't know. Later on, so crazy. I end up fainting on the plane. Won't get into that. Bad time. Yeah, that was a wild experience. Um, so we're sitting around. I got a Subway sandwich and I'm drinking a ginger ale. I don't know why. I'm not a big soldier drinker. But Dave was like, oh, that's Ray Allen. Oh. So I'm like, all right, man, so what? But he's like, hold on. <laughs> drops his stuff and like started speed walking towards the man. So I think like Dave was such an awe. He comes back and shares the story. He's like, yo, mind you, he has, we don't know this. He has nothing with him at this point. Not, it's not, just, not even my shoes. Not even, dude, Dave Because we, we were hanging out at the terminal. We so chilling. like, just yeah, we relaxing. were just hanging out, posting up. I saw Ray Allen. I dropped my phone down, everything. I run. I run so far now that I step over the entrance to come back in. No ID now. No ID, no nothing. And I finally catch him. I'm like, Ray. No, I think I called him Jesus. I said, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus shows he stops. So gross, yeah. I dap him up. I'm like, man, I just had to run over here and just say thank you. And I love your game. I love everything about you. I'm a huge fan. He goes, yeah. man, that's all love, love. So I said, you mind? Can I get a, can I get a photo? I go to reach for my phone, my phone was not there. And I'm like, yo, you mind taking the photo and sending it to my phone? Yeah, and you're he, gonna get his oh, yeah. <laughs> And he was and like, nah, up. man, he was like, listen, thank you for the love, I'll see you. I yeah. was like, okay, and then I go back to step inside, 
And the the guy that sits there was like, "Nope, <laughs> what are you doing?" And I'm and like, he's "Whoa!" Probably saw that happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like, I'm like, guy. "Whoa, whoa, wait!" Now I gotta go back through security. So I had to end up going back through security with nothing, and they had to literally you escort me down it. there yeah. to make sure that all my stuff was there. That's, That's amazing. Dude. Yeah, it was wild. So is that your favorite player? <laughs> yes. Ray That's Allen. your favorite player, Ray Allen. Yeah, wow. I don't talk about it much because again, you didn't he's groupie up and nah, go with him. No, nah, I mean for me, for me, he's like one of those unheralded guys. But what 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 opened me up to him was when he was Jesus Shuttlesworth, <laughs> you know. And it was it was it was it, again like basketball movies. You had white men can't jump. Great movie. Hope dreams <laughs> and all that stuff. But another good one. Loving me, basketball. Loving basketball. Yeah, right. It, 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 Keep going. The game. <laughs> the game was just for me. Coach Carter. Yeah. <laughs> the game for me just was like capitalizing that moment watching that movie and you're seeing an NBA star because you catch early Ray Allen, Milwaukee oh, yeah. Bucks days, oh, yeah. like savage dunking on you, yep. mid range crossovers. And he was so ill in his Yukon days. Yeah. But it was just like, I became to have a love for him because he was, his jumper was so pure. It's a you know, beautiful that's what thing I think to watch. brought him Robotic. to next levels, right? And he was always in such amazing shape. Um, Even still, he's still, out there running like six miles a yeah, day. He's, he's, he's retired. He's phenomenal, phenomenal. So um, I will say that I'm not a fan of him. That whole idea during COVID growing his Oh, with up. the hair. Yeah. So, he, oh, so he's bald, yeah. right? He, he's bald, um, especially in the middle of his head. But yeah. <laughs> growing like the old man really? look. Yeah. Where he has this side. I, I didn't see it. Side oh, yeah. He tried to challenge a couple of players. Yeah, it's a funky look. Bad challenge. Yeah, very funky Bad look. move. To do it? Yes. Mr. Shuttlesworth, you're by yourself. <laughs> We're not joining you. Makes him <laughs> Yeah. Because I'm a hostage of hair as well. Like, it's got the... <laughs> it, it wins. Yes. That's, I've never heard hostage that. Hostage of hair. Yeah, yeah, like it's done. done. It's done. Um, so speaking of obviously high-level high athletes, <laughs> We uh, okay. We, I'll talk about my background. <laughs> <laughs> we we heard before. Yep. Obviously, you were a teammate to number one NBA draft pick, Elton Brand. Sure. What was it that was the separator? Because you spoke a lot about the mindset of of cousin Raj and how you grew up. Now, was there something that Elton, I guess, possessed besides the natural ability that was like, okay, this this is what high level <clears throat> athletics look like. For sure, I think Els' work ethic was just above and beyond anything I've ever seen before. Um, was that his nickname? If I see him in El, public, I'll be like, "Hey, El." He was. He'll, he'll respond. Okay. He'll respond. Uh, his work ethic was just phenomenal, and you know, my uncle, Uncle Pete, would take Elk to wherever you know, and it was just love. Like that's who Uncle Pete is. Still to this day, if you needed anything, he's just that guy, right? So. Seeing Elt work out behind the scenes, we would be in practice, which is one thing. But this is a guy who you just thought had natural abilities. 6'9", big dude, wasn't really 6'9". You didn't see 6'9s coming through peak skill, right? Mm -hmm. So when he began to separate himself, you under, you didn't understand, well, damn, he's getting good. And rankings weren't what they were. Yes, he was the number one overall player in high school, but you had to wait till Parade Magazine came out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like There wasn't as much there wasn't. Yeah, you had to literally- four max preps? This is yeah. the max before, prep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about how no. good you had to be to be like known nationwide. Yeah, because yeah. it's just and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're AU. talking number one, number one. Yeah. NBA. Like, that is unbelievable. And they were like, 
they, they were family friends and, yeah. and brothers growing up, yeah. like not only teammates, like they did things together. So that, that's why I'm so curious. Like, all right, the work ethic sure. it obviously is, is a standout. Now, when did you realize that, okay, that work ethic now applies to everything in my life yeah. versus just using it in basketball? Because a lot of people, like even, even young athletes that I deal with today, mm-hmm. they're so focused on the work ethic in basketball and they, they lack the same work ethic, the same exact thing, applying it to their education just so they can now be a standout in, on not only the court but in the classroom and be able to talk to people. You know what I mean? H- hands down, I think just work ethic wise, um, though, though, that, that's a testament to my grandmother. Um, you know, a mother of six, figure it out, right? And you know, she's one of the founding mothers. Um, it uh of the of the I don't know what they call it now, Hudson River Healthcare, what was the Peakscale Health Center back in the day when I was a kid. Um, you know, what she's done in that community for people. There were people who just like random people. Would sometimes you wake up and so and so was on the couch and you're like. What are you doing? But again, like, you know what I mean? Like, but again, what she did for people and their kids and the community, it was, she was always involved in stuff. Never complained about she's tired. Never complained about she's got to go do this. And mind you, I told you guys before, she got this done without owning a vehicle. Yep. That woman would go everywhere, train. We never got on the plane. Train, taxi, friend ride, but her work ethic and her drive, which you didn't understand at that age, that's what it was. So that's something that was embedded in me super early as a kid where it was just like, you're gonna do this because you need to do this. Yeah. And I'll show you, right? But you're gonna learn throughout that, the lumps that may come along the way, but I'm never gonna let you fail. But it was like, never said to me, but those were the actions. Mm. I didn't understand why I couldn't go to public school. There was nothing wrong with public school, but you're gonna have this opportunity because it's gonna pay off later on in life, which it did 1,010% because those relationships, some of those people that I went to St. Columbanus with, those relationships are still around. I know certain people that even after that, um, Franciscan, which is down the street from your house, which is now a, a mosque, I think. The Muslims mm-hmm. over uh, bought it on Lexington. That's still Lexington yep. over there. I was on my way to Franciscan. Franciscan closed. Like I was, it was literally going to be a private school journey, right? And cousin Raj, the opportunities he was given, he went to Harvey, um, which again, you know, boarding schools now play such a big role in a lot of the kids that I mentor's lives. That's what I knew. I'm like you're going to spend the night at school? You know what I mean? But yeah. grandma paved that road and she was just like, you guys are going to go on this path. And I don't know how she did it. We grew up in public housing. Like legit grew up in public housing and we went to private school. Don't ask me how the hell she paid the bill. Don't ask me how going to Harvey, which boarding schools cost X dollar. We're talking about forty to $50,000 a year. Mm. You're going on free scholarships. I didn't provide anything. I wasn't, I wasn't an honor roll student. Um, I was a knucklehead. I loved the attention from girls, and that was the person I was. But I did enough to get by, if that makes sense, right? So my, as far as work ethic, there's it, it, a, a testament to Elaine Pearl Woods, without a doubt. I wonder if early on someone makes the link with kids about schoolwork or whatever it is outside of the basketball court, if you do this, it's going to help your basketball game because you're going to have more exposure to bigger schools 
and then eventually if you're at a better school more likely to go to the nba someone that actually links it mm. like if you put work in here it's going to help basketball i i feel like a lot of people don't do that but that would be because for me like if i know that something's going to contribute to my main goal i take it way more serious sure. even if it's like a minute a dumb task yep. if but you think of it the right way but is it's that hard the when adult you're is that the adult mike or is that no the, was that something that you always so prided the, yourself on it's a good question the adult mike is much better at linking everything sure like school i always did well but i was bored i was like this makes mm. no why am i learning about this i'm never going to use this like i don't know uh i don't want to use a bad example but like algebra i'm like sure. we have calculators which is a terrible. Why thing are we to say, wasting our time with? But we have calculators, so yep. I'm like, what are we doing? And then it's like, oh, we're doing this. I'm like, I have Excel, so I was always kind of a smart. I don't want to say smart ass, but I was a smart ass in a yep. sense where I'm yep. like, this makes no sense, which then translate to me like not paying attention. I still did well, yeah. But I think back and I'm like, maybe if I thought of it as, well, if you know how to do this stuff, then your mind's just gonna be sharper for X, Y, Z. But I just never linked like school to being good at business. Mm. If that makes sense. That's a good point. And now to bring it back to, to Mark. Forget about Mark. No, no, no. <laughs> but it, it ties right into what you were saying, Mike. Yeah, yeah. The leadership piece and not, I guess, knowing both, yeah. that's what he has the opportunity to do. Yes. Right? And he doesn't speak on this stuff because it's kind of, it's strange to talk about yourself. Very few people like to do that. I'm just one of them. I got no problem. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> but, um, you know, PSA Cardinals, mm-hmm. um, him. What does that stand for? The, I don't the mean other, to be- Pro Scholar Athletics. Okay. Nice. Um, the the other Just coaches curious. that are involved in that, specifically Munch, shout out to Munch. Guy. These guys, they bring that leadership development piece yeah. to the organization, right? So that they take kids who are very high, have potential to be high level athletes. And it's a weird conversation because when you're talking NBA, you're talking top top division one athletes. You're talking one percent of like that one percent. Yeah. Right. So it, it's their niche is very specific because you have to be good to play in that organization. Yeah. From there, and how early do you guys start with the kids in the program? Um, middle seventh school, grade, right? seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So middle school. Yeah. So they're now teaching these skills yeah. paired with, okay, on the court work ethic. But if you can't connect the two dots, you're not even going to be part of that organization. Yeah. So that's where the, the difference is. And you're able to sit here and have a conversation about, you know, talking about the NBA. Because usually there's no opportunity like it is here but if you yeah. step foot into that program and you follow those steps i'll tell you this they will at least expose you to the highest level of basketball and the coaching system and all those relationships you will get that but you have to buy into the system yeah. right I, I get a quick question for you too sure. so i know for me like i said not a great basketball player not a great athlete i was okay but i remember realizing like when i started to play AU, just because my brother did yep. and i was like yeah i guess i'll do it too i wasn't yep. that into it yep like I'm, oh, I'm never going anywhere. Yeah. Like I, I was quick to realize that, and it was like not being too smart for my own good, but I was realistic. So I was right. like, you know what, I can't get to the highest level. So I think my work ethic just fell off a cliff. Mm. Like once I started playing AAU, right. I was just trying to get my points in, right. take some jumpers, right. like just so I could talk about it. Then when I started a new profession, and there's no cap on what I can get to, mm. and my skill set and physical ability doesn't limit me. I was much more motivated for some reason. Uh, I don't know sense. why, but it's like, do you, and my question for you is when you get these kids in seventh grade, do they have awareness and can you tell, can you be like, this kid has limited ability? Do you see the kids that you're like, listen, you, you're promising now, but question. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know you don't, you try to develop everyone cause you never know, but like, right. do you, 
have an instinct when you start working with people? You, you think you do. You, you think you do. And we're no different than um, any human who is a scout is some level of, I would say, uh, upper management within professional organizations, even colleges and universities. You cannot predict the future. But you get to see, you try to gauge as best you can what level it may be. And because we're at such a high level at PSA, you have to be super particular with someone's skill. And it's so hard Mm -hmm. because you also could take something. It's always easiest to take a big guy and say, you know what, I got time with him. But you're amongst a bunch of guards and you're trying to find that special part that can say he's separated from the rest of them. Most importantly, first and foremost, is the mental aspect of the game. We try to bring in seasoned leaders and we try to wrap them around or surround them necessarily with a bunch of guys who have done this before. You're not going to be on an island by yourself. This is not a quarterback position, right? This is something where necessarily, for instance, the point guard is the leader. So we tailor ourselves on playing with two point guards. Why? Because we don't want that pressure to be on someone. Let's combine these two, right? It's like pinky in the brain. It's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to put them in a sense where somebody may be good at this, but he's great at that. But if we put them together, now we got Steve Nash, right? We don't just got the Jason Kidd who may be working on his jump shot as he goes along, but has this super great IQ. Then you create somebody like a Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome, my guy, right? man. <laughs> Ty Jerome, Bryce Aiken, yes. Quincy McKnight. Uh, Just to perspective this, right, for for people who don't know PSA, how many current NBA athletes are a product of PSA and then also, I guess, the elite Division I uh, collegiate athletes? I'll just maybe a couple. Um, The first was, was, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Chris McCullough. He was first uh, Syracuse, stayed one year at Syracuse. Uh, Shaq Diallo uh, went with the program, been with the program his entire time since he came over from – from Mali, he is now with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Ty Jerome also with the Phoenix Suns. Omari Spellman uh, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mohamed Bamba with the Orlando Magic. And he said Ty Jerome with the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. as well. Um, hopefully, I didn't miss anybody. Sorry, guys. That's the NBA level. That's the NBA yep. level. Terry Larrier is in the G League with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what team he is now. Um, Great product, uh, went to UConn. And the thing about it is these guys are all super high-level uh, players, top-ranked top, top ranked players when they were coming through uh, the high school ranks. Um, we've been blessed because it's, you know, even when you speak about the high school level, some guys may just have success on that level, and that's perfectly fine. Yep. The goal is to get these kids to college for free, mm-hmm. and that's the goal. And then, of course, Division One's the highest level, so, you know, everybody's not a blue blood. But it's it's good to have those types of players and those coaches come into your program. So uh, most recently, uh, Cole Anthony, uh, who we all know is will be a lottery pick in this year's coming draft whenever they have it. Um, uh, we've had uh, uh, point guard wise again Bryce Bryce Aiken, who's going to be uh, leading Seton Hall this year. He left Harvard, Harvard right? Harvard he graduate. Left. Harvard's graduate. Oh, got so they they have the great rule of having a fifth year. So yep. you know he 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 completed his uh, requirements and finished up at Harvard. Um, we have another kid that's at Penn, uh, Max Lorca. So we have guys in the Ivy League. Um, 
we had Quade Green who went to Kentucky, who transferred to Washington. Um, Omari Spellman, who was great at Villanova, a national champion. Ty Jerome, we, we got two national champions. Yeah, and, 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 and it really is Omar, unbelievable. Omari has two himself, right? So when you're when you're able to see these kids actually go through those experiences, it's like you're there. Yep. You know. Um, what about um? And just to sure. Obviously, the names go go on and on, but R.J. Davis is, is a uh, you know great kid, recent Gatorade Player of the Year. Yep. Um, did you guys work with with R.J. Too? R.J. I, R.J. actually played with me uh, his freshman year. We uh, lost in the final four of the national championship. Wow. Yep. So, so just quick, and it, I'm sure this will make you proud. Uh, but obviously, doing the um, community work that I do. Mm-hmm. Just to let you know, you're talking about the passion that that you have for for the community, how much you know the community means to you. RJ was a Gatorade Player of the Year. Yeah. Decided to donate that thousand dollars right back to the community center uh, in Greenberg that that he obviously came up in. So, big RJ Davis fan from now on. Davis, right. what was the last? RJ yeah, Davis. RJ Davis going yeah. to uh, get a UNC, UNC, North Carolina. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect anything less from him. Yep, and, and he's, he comes he's from a great family kid. too. Amazing, amazing. Yep. Do you find it difficult? And not, you know, sorry for asking all these questions, but a little Let's interview. Let's go. Do you find it difficult when they come in, the kids, and they're just so head and shoulders uh, better than people? And do they have like, a, not an arrogance, but do they have a confidence that you have to be like, listen, you're the best now, but the whole, the next level is so competitive. You got to bring down, you know, be a little more humble. What's the, what's the attitude when the kids come in? Well, or are they mostly grounded? What's the... Sure. I would, I would honestly think that uh, kids are humbled. Kids are humbled by the the program prestige and the success. So, just off of that, they're more nervous, really, than anything, right? You would think because a kid is, I don't want to say we, they do so much work, but we do a fantastic job of marketing these kids. Munch is so great with what he does with the marketing side of the kids and making them regional. To local, to regional, to national. It's it's but it's I mean, amazing. The platform yeah. um playing in Nike uh EYBL, um, which hands down anybody can say it's not about the sneaker company, but um Nike's an amazing brand, but the platform that these kids are able to perform on is far and beyond anything they'll ever experience. I never thought of that. I guess there's a lot of exposure now. But if you think about it too, our favorite players were all people that were branded really 1, well. Yep. Right? Yes, sir. So, you know, there could be player A, player B, but player B has a better platform. Yes. Player A can still be a little better, but yep. player B has more exposure and has more of an opportunity. So exactly. it's interesting. And I never then thought Mike about is that. a big fan of sponsorships. PSA is fully sponsored by, by Nike as well, right? Love that they do stuff. a good job, man. They yeah. do a good job. No, they it's do. A, and I think it's, it, it's, uh, we'd be remiss not to mention, is, is this paid work for you, Mark? But no. This is, right? I, like, I, he spends so yeah, much time this is and years and years and years doing this type of stuff with no monetary value to it. Um, but obviously, it's it's pretty cool when you can walk into Coach Krzyzewski's office and oh, he knows yeah. you by name. That was pretty right? cool. <laughs> that yeah, Coach when, K was that was dope. When the kids come through the system and then they're at the next level, like what event is the most rewarding? Is it when they get drafted? Is it when you see them like score their first point? Do you have like a time where you're like – you know that kid. The kid not made it, but wow. Like, um, or is it different? It's not a tough one. I think it's it's, it's different, right? For yeah. each kid, you always want to see them achieve that lambskin, as my my uncle Pete always says. That lambskin. That lambskin is, is that super lambskin? important. That, that I like the college that. degree. 
you know, he would always say, you're going <laughs> to get that lambskin. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell is lambskin? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So which when you, you know, when I finished undergrad, I'm like high school. I don't know what the hell that was. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's lambskin. I don't know. But when you finish undergrad and you look at it and I'm like, this is lambskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. But yeah. it's it's pretty dope. Where he was he was always encompassing that in my brain. It was like you're going to get got to get that. It's funny you know, the sayings so, that stick yeah. with you. Yeah, but that that for me that for me would be the 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 biggest achievement, right? Seeing those kids actually now, your future's solidified. Yeah. That's something no one can take away from you. We were talking before this about injuries in our older age, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like. The yeah, idea yeah. of basketball and an injury potentially being what can derail your athletic career, there's nothing that can derail the lambskin. Yeah. You know, yes. so the achievement of being able to say, you have a lifetime scholarship whether you decide to go to the league, uh, the NBA, um, early, which some of these kids are talented enough to do, or you're gonna stick it through. A lot of these coaches, a lot of these schools, I would say majority are giving lifetime scholarships for guys to be able to come back as we saw Vince Carter, Shaq, yeah, those guys came back it's unbelievable. and you know pursued their degrees once their once their playing days were over actually during their playing days. So that's something that we pride ourselves on is getting them to something financial freedom in that sense, right? Mm. Yeah. You're setting these kids up where you don't got to worry about anything as far as tuition. You don't have yeah. to worry about a loan. Yeah. You know, so you're basically getting millions and millions of dollars um, each year for these kids to be able to pursue these schools and we've been lucky enough uh, every one of our kids outside of the 2014 class which had a couple sprinkles which they're great they're all now graduated college every kid since 2015 on has received a division one scholarship and that's wow. we have we carry no more than 11 but no less than 10 guys so I wonder if maybe the pitch too is like, listen, you guys love basketball, right? And they're like, yeah, like you all want to go to the league. Yeah. The reality is this percentage is not right. Are you going to outwork the other person? Are you going to go get a scholarship and a degree and do your best there? Because you love basketball and you can work within basketball for the rest of your life. But if you don't get a degree, you're never having a shot Absolutely. because the only way to get to the league and be involved in it is to go through a degree if you're not in the league and then come backwards. Right. You know, we, we try that to, would be, yeah, we, we push our guys to it, in our brains, like the guys that you don't, the trajectory isn't all right, man, you got one year and you're like, your, your ticket's gone. Like yeah. Mohammed, right. Mo Bamba. We all knew like he was on NBA draft boards. Cole, we knew going in like Omari had some time. Um, he sat his first year that first year he played. He's gone now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chris gone now. So, there are a couple of guys who, through scouts and whatever they do in the NBA, um, as far as projecting what's next, who's turning down millions of dollars in a dream, yeah, right? an opportunity. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. again, these guys, they come from great families. They've been great support. Some of them don't have families, which is fine, too. You become their family. We become their family. So yep. that that's that's the biggest achievement by hands down. And, and just like you said, Mike, the idea of not, not understanding um, – Getting your degree and then being able to use that in an area where you love yeah. is just yeah. major. Like it, it's it's great. Because I never thought about that. Like growing up, love. Yeah. I I wouldn't say I loved basketball, but anything. I yeah. never thought like, well, if you're not the guy playing, you could be the guy repping the, yeah. the person or yep. the the what's that documentary you watched? Which with about basketball and the young kid. Oh, I asked you about it too. That's oh, man, I, I no, I forget the, the name, but it was the scheme. The scheme. scheme. Oh, the scheme. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. 
but that equity in relationships, knowledge, be seeing behind the door, yep. like you can translate that to so much now. That even kid, if you rep for Nike, he was or beyond his years. If oh, you yeah. watch, did you oh, watch yeah. it, oh yeah, oh yeah, great. He it's was awesome. he was beyond his years, which unfortunately um, got caught up. It is what it is, and and but a genius, huh? A genius, because you see, you know, the young man goes and does time, and still comes out. And is an executive on a record label. But like, why though? It's all here. Well, it's there, right? and then and all the relationships. Also, the relationships. Yes. It's all relationships. Yep. So he could have definitely put himself in a position where, you know, things could have turned bad. You know, but he stayed true to his heart. Where I'm not gonna hurt people that I have personal relationships for my personal gain. Yes, I did something wrong. Yeah. And I gotta take this on the chin, and there's yep. consequences. It wasn't like he was selling drugs. Right. Uh, we can talk. I, yeah, 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 no, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah. I go too um, far so now the transition, and I love the the lambskin. We're going to transition lambskin. to the lambskin, right? Because because right. you you're a, you're a businessman yourself, yeah. and you, you graduated with business with a business degree as well, right? Correct. Now, I think this is me personally. One of the most interesting things about Mark Carter is he had a very successful career within New York State, right? You were there for you were with the state for how long? Uh, two thousand and six. Um, before I left, what, 14 years? Right. So there was only a handful of years before you can retire, you get your pension, and, you know, you're now doing things that you love. But Mark always had a dream, and I don't know when it happened, because you can speak on that, but of becoming a fireman. So as some would say, late in the game, at the age of, how old were you when you became a, a firefighter? I was turning, I was 37, 37. Right. So like, he said, you know what? Yeah, I have this, this successful career, but it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. How was it? Because I think it's amazing, right? You, you end up pulling that plug, making a transition. I'm sure there was a significant pay cut that came along with that decision, right? Going from a 12 to 14 year career now to yeah. step one as a fireman, going back to the city that you grew up in, taking all the core values that, that grandma and the family you know, uh, instilled in you early. What was that like and how hard of a decision was that to make? Yeah, what made you make that decision? Damn, I actually okay. almost forgot we were gonna there. talk about this, right? But it's just- that, that, To I me, that's the, the, that's the most incredible part about you. Cause yeah, a lot of people aren't big. willing to take the risk. You, he's, he's now got three kids, Yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's it's not that easy. Yeah. And he's a, he's aging in reverse. Look at him. Yes, he is. Benjamin Button. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, Benjamin Button. I wish it was that way, but um, damn. You know, when I think about it, I, it's crazy because you're the only person that actually talks about this shit in this way. And it and it um, it doesn't get me like uh, emotional. I'm not a big emotional guy, but when it comes to actually my children, that's what kind of like, you know, um, it was probably hands down the, the toughest decision I ever made in my life. Um, and I remember the day and I, and I, I asked for prayer. I, I prayed, I kept it a secret from a lot of people and it wasn't the intention. I just didn't want the, I didn't want the opinions that I wasn't asking for. I didn't want to answer questions that I already knew the answers to. I didn't know what came with this. But again, like you said, like the most, the biggest part was, so you have to, I'm, I, it was a storm, 2015, it was a storm, we had a big storm come through and a guy comes in, we were playing cards, I was at a friend's house, playing cards, 
enjoying some cocktails, laughing. We're playing spades. And this guy comes in, like, dressed up. The hell is this dude? Got, why is he looking like there. this? No, nah, he wasn't dressed up though. He was like, which which now is a class A uniform in regards oh, gotcha, to gotcha. you know the fire service and also police. But and and any any anything military based, you're class A. That means fully decked out. In that sense, he comes in and I'm like looking at the dude. I'm like, but right, I'm paying attention to my cars and my drink. I ain't, you know, I'm 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 good already. So he's like. Girl says to him, why are you so dressed up? I can't remember. I wish I had seen this guy to this day. Maybe if he sees this interview, he could reach out to me, man. But I, I owe him. He said, oh, no, I just, I, just, I, just, I just graduated. I'm like, what? You graduated? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ear hustling. This ain't my business, but it's my ear business hustling. now. I'm ear hustling. I like that. So he's like, yo, I don't know this dude. Yo, you should take the test. I'm like, Test test for what? Like you know, like the like, test for what? He's like the fire department. I said just like this. I don't know you, but there ain't no such thing as a black fireman. <laughs> like, like I don't, I don't. What are you talking about, firefighter? I'm like, but damn. He's like, no, nah, man. I'm telling you, you'll love it. I'm t-. Like yo, I'm like, so what? Like what makes you think that I would love being a fire? He's like, yo, you play ball. Like you play sports and all that. Like, but that don't that has nothing to do with being a fireman. Nah, nah, I'm telling you, man, it's all about like you get to still experience and exercise strength and and and, and agility and and you use your brain. I'm like, it's a lot. He was encompassing with basketball. I'm like, what are you talking, brother? You're supposed to go into a burning building and you know, <laughs> everyone's like, running out of the building and you yeah, gotta run, you gotta into run the in the building. I have a visual of him backing down doors this way. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, but it's the crazy part about it is I'm not all of this is going through my head and it's like I'm, you're thinking about cleaning off I'm thinking about cleaning off my car in the morning I'm not thinking about like legit like I'm not thinking about anything else other than I'm don't man I've been at my job at that point in time for 11 years like pick up and go like no hell no but I didn't think about a lot of stuff that comes with it so he said look just do me a favor fill out the application I said alright man no doubt he said no no come on man do it right now and I'm like, well, what do I got to do? Wow. Like, what is, you know, like, and you didn't know this guy. Didn't know this guy from I kind of like this guy. This is crazy. He's, now, he's a firefighter in Mount Vernon. I swear I wouldn't be able to point him out in the lineup, but I swear I owe this dude what now I know, not my life, but I owe him like a hug, a dinner, whatever it is. And We're sending this to the Mount Vernon fire. I bet you see someone in the future yes. and you're like, Fill this out right now. Like that's the guy. I live in Mount Vernon yeah. and I don't, I, don't, I don't venture through the city, but I, I swear I wish... I wish he knew me, like by face, just to be able to say I, I want to say thank you. But to get back to it, he, I literally fill out the application, and 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 kudos to my to my good friend Jenna Ferris. Um, I said Jenna, can you do this for me? Can you help me do this really quick? Because you know, I'm like I, this is not I'm not interested, but like whatever. And she's like. All right, and then there's a hundred dollars. Cost a hundred. I'm like, my man, you didn't tell me it cost a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? So he probably got a referral fee. <laughs> so it was through the county. There was like so much more to go with it, dude. It's that's the. It was the last day. That was it. Like that was the last day to to do it. And civil service exams don't come out very often. Yes. Come to find out now that I'm seasoned a little bit, it's every three years. So that opportunity, that window, would have closed for me as an older male trying to be 
a firefighter. I still didn't believe, but it's crazy because he says that was my, in that moment when I went, that then became my dream because I looked at it and I said, I got to go do this now because he saw something in me. I'm one of those people like, you know, you meet people, people say, oh, you met, I, we met by fate. Nah, I was there at that moment for a reason. Mm-hmm. Now I know what it is. That's why this part of it, and again, no one, people know this story a little bit because they'll ask me how and why, and I have no experience in that field, which I didn't know you had to have. He didn't tell me that. That's why I got, I got we got to have a conversation <laughs> because he didn't tell me that this was like butt naked, raw, rookie, you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I don't, like I, we talked about before, I don't like doing things I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this was, I didn't know a lot of this stuff that comes with it. You had to be, I got to go back to school. I had to literally like, so I don't want to jump too far. We, that happens. That first year after the results come back, I get the results. I don't know where I rank, right? Like I don't, I don't, okay, I did well. I got like a, I don't know, I think a 90 or 95, something like that. But again, don't be confused. This is legit. That's like, my guy. Nah, 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 nah. This is legit. No disrespect to the fire service. It has nothing to do with fire. The yeah. test itself has zero to do with fire. I'm, 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 I'm. I took the exam. I said I'm, I'm person. My retention with certain things. If I don't have repetition with it, like it's not going to stick that much. So it was like, what do I do with this exam? Do I need books? Do I got to study? Da 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 da. da. And I'm not, I'm like, Mark, don't drive yourself crazy. Like, you're going to go in and take this exam and whatever. It's snowing again the day of the exam. I'm like, this is some bold. Like, this is. <laughs> what do you it's hate snow? snow? It's funny it's that you know. It's snowing on the day of the again. exam, but it was a beautiful day, but it started to snow. Uh-oh. White Plains High School, the line. And I'm, I'm, I'm discouraged now a little bit because people are showing up in their firefighter garb, <laughs> right? Like everybody, they, they yeah, were probably volunteers they were, before. I didn't know, again, I'm not thinking about gotcha. this, like, yeah. right? I'm not thinking about volunteer departments, career departments, combo departments, none of this now, all this lingo that I learned later on, it, I didn't know anything about it. I'm like, I got no chance. These dudes been doing this, like for a long, <laughs> there's no chance, but the, I'm gonna go do this. I sat at, my current job at the time before, two days before, and I took practice exams. I'm like, no disrespect, this isn't that bad. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. This isn't that bad, but I'm like, this is a trick. I'm gonna go in here, they're gonna start asking me questions about fire stuff, and I'm gonna lose. (laughs) I practiced the wrong way, but again, (laughs) it was legit like common knowledge stuff. Right, it was like if you ever I don't I never took one, but I yeah, th- I've taken I think a bunch of like IQ tests, like one of those of, um, civil, civil service, service exams. exams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In uh, one of the episodes, he asked a question that was on one of yes. them. Yes. Do you remember any questions? They're very funny. So, you know, it, it was the, the funniest part was, and I tell everybody just to kind of just to give them a basis of what it is. It's like two cogs in a machine. One's going clockwise. One's going counterclockwise. Okay, if this is going this way, which way would it be turning this one if it was incorporated? I'm like, the opposite way. What? Yes. So I'm like, duh. You know what I mean? David's like, again, what's a cog? I, I, I didn't even get the question. And Mike already had the answer. <laughs> but again, it was like, I don't know if there was a time limit on it. But, you know, you were allowed to calculate. It was like taking the SAT again. And I'm like. What, did you just have to pass? 
Like, was it just a pass No, you get grade? a grade. You, oh. I don't know what the failing is. And then failing. you get ranked. You get, no, you get like thousands of people yeah. taking oh, this exam. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You get ranked. So you're in a classroom and oh, it's so like. Oh, so you get a score. Oh, got, yeah. it, got it. And so there's that one guy. Hopefully he don't got the job. I don't know who he is. Hopefully <laughs> he doesn't got the job. Because he went in there and like legit like, you know, you're looking at the clock. It's always when you're taking an exam and it's like, all right, you know, you got, it's a proctor. You got. 20 minutes and you're like oh shit yeah. you know what I mean and this dude is done in five and you're like man whatever yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> there was no like yeah bonus. so I you know I, I'm one of those guys I go back I'm checking to make sure my check is right I'm making sure everything every is circle is in. closed in so dark I don't want to give the scantron any, any reason to misgrade it you know yeah. what I mean so you know I graded well when it was all said and done I, fiz- I, I was so nervous and anxious because I I kept this a secret. So I'm like, if I do great, do I tell anybody? If I do bad, what's next? I didn't I was so embarrassed because I didn't want people not knowing that I did I wasn't educated in this area. And two guys that I leaned on throughout the process was um Jenna's brother, Dan Ferris, who's now a coworker, and Mike Vigiano, who's a coworker as well. Kudos to those guys because they told me, like, look, man, if you do get on, this is the greatest job in the world. And I'm like, <sighs> The greatest job in the world for me was making it to the league. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you guys, there ain't no way this is the greatest job in the world. But no, nonetheless, there was a lot of, they try to catch you slipping, right, with the canvas letters. So as the canvas letters, you know, these letters are coming, you have to say that I'm still interested in this job. And it happened much sooner than I expected. I take the test in 2015. I'm now being interviewed in 2016, right? But I didn't know. But they were, yo, man, I don't know where you are on the list, but, you know, Here's what's going on. They might be hiring soon. Make sure you got your canvas letter. I'm like, okay, whatever. What the, is that? Am I dumb for not knowing what that is? It, a canvas letter is basically your interest. An it, interest it, letter. Gotcha, gotcha. And, they, and they basically follow up with you, and they yep. do this all throughout civil service. They try service. to catch you. They yeah. try to take this list of thousands, yep. and a simple thing of not responding to a canvas letter by the oh. deadline takes you off the list. Yes, oh. So they try to identify as many people as possible that are not interested anymore to condense the list. Yeah. Oh. Right? And then as it gets to that third year mark, then they have a new yeah, test new test so, so they just keep filtering gone. yeah no so wonder i never made it <laughs> i never responded to yeah. the canvas <laughs> letters like you want to be present yeah yeah dude so it was it was it was like but i never the first canvas letter the the word discouraged or like a big hell no was the salary it doesn't show it doesn't show you <laughs> you know you don't ask no. some dude at work like yo man what i didn't think there were levels i thought you went in there and boom, you're getting paid big money. I guess right. wherever it was, but I, I was told like, look, man, firemen, you know, firefighters make good money. I'm like, but that wasn't my drive. Yeah. Like that wasn't that wasn't my reason for doing it. I embedded in my head like, this is what I'm gonna go do now. Yeah. Like legit, it's gonna happen. We would be out meeting people, like not meeting her, man. Who are you? Like, what do you do for a living? But people would be like, oh, what are you doing? Dave would, you know, at the time he was just working with the county and all that stuff, and then. You know, once he got on here, I was, he was, he remembered this, but I was always, he doesn't know this part. (laughs) I would tell people I'm a firefighter because I never wanted to tell people that I worked in, for, I didn't work, I, where I worked with, within like IT. I didn't want to tell people that because everybody wants to get into, what do you do in IT? If I start telling you, like, that's going to leave, I really don't want to talk to you. No no disrespect, but I don't want to get into that part of like, I'm a firefighter. 
you know what they do. Self-explanatory. You know, yeah, you right. know what they do. We don't yeah. we don't need to have a further conversation. He was like, yo, you always telling somebody you're a firefighter. I would have a follow-up question though with sure. firefighter. No, that's why if you said that. <laughs> what do you do? Me, you fight fires. I, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, pretty but, simple. But, no, but I'd have follow-up questions. I'd be like, you know, have you broken doors down? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm very curious. No, but it's funny. I and and so that part I kinda I kinda know, not getting into details of it. Yeah. But yeah, he really started to, from what I see, manifest it like and it was obviously backed by action because we always talk about it. You know, you can you can say like, yeah, things are gonna come a, become a reality, but if you're not doing things to take those steps, yeah. it's not becoming a reality. Yeah, he was saying it to people That's like, awesome. yo, I'm a firefighter. I would look at him like, did you, did you just say that you're a fireman? Right? <laughs> well, sometimes you, I was a pilot. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's one of those. So you know what I mean? I was, I was a pilot. Yeah, like one of those. Yeah, then they're like, I thought pilots can't have beards. I'm like, yeah, I'm on vacation. No, like, that long of a beard? I don't know. But, but mind you, know. you, it's funny you says that because I'm yeah. telling people I'm a firefighter, but my beard is out there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was like your beard's gonna catch on fire. Very, very funny. I'd be a good fire. Mike, I, Mike I didn't know that you couldn't have a beard. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Again, hosh is the hair. Your beard became perfect. Batman. It worked. Some would say. It, it, like it does the, work. Like, Mike, my head looks good. Bald. Aerodynamic. Yes, it, right? it, it does work like, for sure. Yeah, so it was hard. Like, yep. I was telling a lie and somebody could have caught me on it. What if I met another firefighter and I, my beard was out there? <laughs> yeah. Where are you a firefighter? Yeah. Right. Well, but I, you weren't te- you weren't lying because you ended up being a firefighter. Yeah, man. And how wild is that though? Look, yeah. Looking back on it, but remember I what st- you did right. with this? What? Remember we were at Pizza Place and you were like, "Yeah, we run a podcast. Oh, never yeah. record an episode. Yep. Never even knew name, nothing." Wow. Yep. Got a guy's card after we and had dinner, like, and the guy's like, "Whenever you want to record, come here." Yeah. And he was talking like it was already done. So That's dope. There's yeah. something to it. Yeah. There's That's definitely dope. something to it, but I think it's obviously the most important thing is back it by the action. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter, and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. I'm I a do have to know though, Sure. when you then got on, because I remember a conversation we had, he texted me, he's like, yo bro, this is like a McDonald's paycheck. <laughs> I don't know, no seriously, right, right? He's like, I don't know how I'm supposed to, how, how, how anybody expects you to pay your bills and support your family being a fireman. Like yeah. most people, I guess they do it at 20, 25 right. years old. I don't know. He's like, I just left a full-blown career, <laughs> six-figure career, like, the, you know, yeah. pension, all that, and now I'm making, what, $40,000 now to start? Uh, Right? 30, Is that, <laughs> I will speak clearly into the mic. <laughs> you got that the radio canvas letter too. came and it said you start off at thirty three thousand two hundred and ninety six dollars. See that? Is and I said, nah, maybe <laughs> misprint. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Not thinking like, you about. Did you forget a zero? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what a thirty thousand dollar check then. Right, like what? What? Wait, wait, wait! I don't how, live a thirty thousand. Honestly, like how can you? How no, can you sustain you your life? It's hard to move back. Yeah, yeah. right. So everything came like, it, and that's was, where I I need to I need to hear this. Go ahead. It was hard. <laughs> it was when I looked at it. I went to him, and, but before this, when I started seeing it, like on paper, you then try to figure how 
I, I don't know taxes at thirty three thousand dollars. I don't. You know what I mean? I don't know the effect. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. with all due respect, there are eighteen year olds that are making more than me. Out of straight out of high school, no disrespect. Their their first jobs. I worked at BJ's. I did worked at BJ's. That was my first job. So am I like? You're trying to figure out an hourly rate. How is this going to work? There's no overtime. But benefits. Immediate. Yeah, but he had great benefits through the state. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he had all that. Everything was in line, but Give the, the crate. No, <laughs> I would've been like, <laughs> it's wild. I, see, and I was earlier on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm going through this. But I'm still when it first came, 35 at the time, and I'm looking at it, and then it started getting real. The interviews are coming. I'm not telling my family. Mm. I'm like legit going on interviews, like suit. I had to leave the suit in the car because if I went to the power authority with a suit on yeah. they're like yeah. where you going boy yeah, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. so I, I didn't know a good time I didn't know I didn't know how serious to take it Um, I went for the first round I didn't get on it was 2016 I'm like alright well, maybe that wasn't my time Uh, two co-workers that are with me now great guys it went in the year before me no I'm sorry I'm lying it was 2017 that that's when everything started going but I took the test in March the results came back 2015 so two years before the canvas letter started coming um it's now late 2017 oh no so yeah late 2017 and they start the canvas letters start coming again and it's like hey you um are you still in president of the job like a phone call comes down i'm like what like whoa 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 but i already again i'm like now it's gonna be real because there were the guys like, all right, those other two guys actually got on. So I, I went already and I'm like, not just, I thought I killed it. I thought I killed the interview. I thought I had a, the first time around, I thought I, I put myself in position, being from Peekskill, talking about what the city means to me, which it does, is like near and dear to my heart because I wouldn't be who I am without whatever Peekskill brings. Like everybody, anybody in Peekskill knows, they'll understand where I'm coming from. It's a place where, you build a lot, right? You, it's not a big city where you can get lost in. You shouldn't get lost in Peekskill. It's not a White Plains. It's not a New Rochelle. It's I not a Mount Vernon, there. right? It's what, I think, four, <laughs> 4.3 square miles, something like that. Yeah, that's right? crazy. And, and it's wild, but it's, it's a great place. It's like kind of one of those where everybody knows your name, cheers kind of things, right? Depending on what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that my passion for it came home. A part of my drive, which... Um, which at the time it, it got it gets me super emotional, right? Because my grandmother and what she did, like for the city, for the community, that became to be something that was so moving for me, and I had a why now, so I didn't want to lose that. And I'm like, I'm not gonna fail because of you, Grant. Why well, I called her mom? I'm not. I'm I'm getting this now. Like I I I don't know what I did. I would love to find out what I did wrong the first time around, but it doesn't matter now. But I knew I had to go get this. And that was my calling. But the money part, I think that was superseded by my why, which was giving back to the community. Not thinking, you mentioned in my in, in your great intro, uh, in regards to me with being the second African American ever hired. Um, in Wait, the department. Which is wild before you go yeah, there. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Because yeah. Peekskill in itself. Who's number one? <laughs> Hakeem Odeyende. 
Are we sure? But because I'm uh, absolutely you'd be great <laughs> He's to be my the, coworker right now. Uh, I was gonna say it'd be great if you were the one. I would more publicity. Yeah, right. I'm shocked if I were to hear that in another municipality or town or city. Knowing Peekskill, I mean, you would say, is Peekskill heavily populated by African-Americans, Hispanics, over, you know, the Caucasians? Like, I don't, I'm just confused as to how, when I, when I think about it, I'm like, everybody I personally know from Peekskill, the majority of them, right? Not everybody, but the majority of my friends from Peekskill yeah. are African-American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how is it that... There hasn't been an African American fiver or, or one of them in 200 years of the existence. That's crazy, an incredible man. thing. I, it, it blows my Dude, mind. Dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's not. This wasn't a thing, man. It's wild. It though. just wasn't. It wasn't. It was Maybe the opportunity was never even even a given. To I, I don't a, know. I read a book called Firefight. Um, a friend of mine, a former a, a coach, um, he mentored me slightly through. Um, the idea once I told him that what was going on because he was coaching when I was with the Westchester Hawks before I became the PSA um, he was he's currently a New Rochelle firefighter um, I love saying people's names Rashawn Krabby Young um, he said Mark you gotta go get it you great names do it, by the way right? Krabby right? Krabby everybody knows him as Krabby and Krab <laughs> sent me this book he said I'm gonna send you something he sent the book and uh I actually failed the test reading that book because I wasn't paying attention to what I should have. But I'll get back to that later. <laughs> you reading the book during yeah. the test? No, 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 no. I didn't pay attention, but like I was, I was so caught up in this book and the history of what was when it comes to African Americans or minorities in general yeah. just being in the fire service. It was crazy. Now it's based out of New York. The book is it's a true story. Like it's real people, right? Um, but this, it brings you back to the days of, it was during segregation when blacks were first originally allowed in. And it was like, they weren't accepted. You know, this guy, they were sleeping, he put him in a boiler room, there was hazing and all that stuff that went on. And it was crazy because I'm like, damn, man, there's, there's history when it comes to minorities within the fire service. And nothing against it, it was heavy Irish and Italian, which mm. I got Irish and Italian, my best friends excuse me my best friend is Italian <laughs> right so again it's like my best child my best childhood friend is Italian so there's no racist bone in my body it was just you never paid attention to it to yeah, the facts, right? that, to were the there, facts yes. that were there it's just what it is it was yeah. a heavy dominated by white Americans it is just what it is and just how they say you know sometimes they like you know, the sanitation is the Italian guys. Like it was like a thing. Yeah. Like you don't see yeah. like you don't see many black garbage companies. You know, it's like yeah. you just yep. it's just it's just what it I is. Ne right? I never even thought of this, but yeah. But when you think about it, it's just certain areas in life that aren't pursued by the minorities. Whether you're accepted or not, it is what it is. But you see gradually now you're like you go to Mount Vernon, there's black firefighters everywhere. Yep. You know what I mean? So when you think about it in the city that I grew up in my entire life until my mid-20s, you never paid attention to someone making a career out of this wasn't the same color as you. And it was like mind-boggling once I did it and I now that became a part of my why. I wanna be visible to the youth. I want to be something where they can say, this is a route that I can take to go do this. I, and what what better place to do it but in your hometown? Like it was, 
this was my calling. I may not be the best firefighter known to man. Like, I'm never going to be as good as a firefighter I was in basketball. It's just, it's not something that you just practice every day because it's, it's an exhausting job. Unless you're, you're a pyro, right? Like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's an exhausting job, you start man. a fire, put it right. up. Start a fire, yeah. put it up. But again, like, and you think about the work that it goes into this. I didn't know, Mike. I've never been challenged. I went, I've been through basketball training camps, football training camps. Because I played both in, in college. I, I don't know why I did it. But I went back and said, you know what? I'm going to play football too. Bugged mm-hmm. out. Just did it. Whatever. Um, but it was a great time. But nonetheless, I've been through both of those in the heat. Like pure, like yeah, basketball's gets, inside. Mm-hmm. Right? And you got to it's, – it's not – it's not – you don't need to be, um, you know – What's the great runner? Uh, Prefontaine. You don't need to be him to be a basketball player, right? It's it's truly like a sprinting sprinter sport, yeah, yeah. right? And if you're in some sort of shape, you can get it done. Um, football, a little bit more of using a lot more body parts and stuff like that. You have the restraints of equipment in football, but by no means does it compare to what you go through right across the street, not across the street, but over this hill over here in Valhalla. And you've, to my uneducated self, when it came to the fire service, <laughs> I think I told you, I think I was embarrassed. I said, yo, I didn't know you had to go to an academy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yo, I was like, I thought once you got the job, you got the job. So I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna yeah. do this. But again, it's crazy because I was training. I thought like, all right, you have to do an endurance test. Yeah, I trained for it the first time. I'm like, if I get on, I'm gonna kill this thing. They caught me off guard. Yeah. I just started to, you know, <laughs> start hanging out, you know, not working out as much. And uh, January of 2018, I had to go and take the CPAT, it's called. I almost died. That's the physical piece, right? <laughs> physical piece. That's the physical piece to it. I almost Bro, died. I, but again, you see it on TV. Call I mean, me right you, after. You, on yeah. YouTube. Yo, you see it on YouTube. And I'm like, well, man, come on, man. Yeah. I can do this without actually being in shape. I'm good. But I... You think in your mind, you know it takes days to actually get in some type of shape. The first time around, I'm like, I would have murdered the test. I would have probably set a record. Like, I was that prepared. I was legit in the gym on the Stairmaster with a 75-pound weight straight bar on my back walking. Walking. And I'm walking (laughs) Walking. on the Stairmaster for (laughs) 10, 15. Now I'm up to 20 minutes. I'm like, breeze. There's no running. I'm good. So you got the vest on. I hydrated, I stretched, I'm dead last. <laughs> so I'm watching people, right? I'm watching people, and we're across the, the, the it's not a gym, but they do it in a big garage right over there in the county. And I'm watching people, and dude, you're seeing people kill it, and then you're seeing guys that get up there and took it for granted, people and get they didn't killed. get off the stairs. <laughs> yeah, you see people. Dude, they didn't, get off, they didn't make it off the stairs, man. Is it an obstacle course thing? It's an obstacle course. Yeah. But so you, is not, it a stairmaster? Now it's fire stuff. Got it. It's legit You should bring Mike and I through it. Just <laughs> I'll, die. I'll die. Right? I'll die. But the dude. <laughs> I did that with a Tough Mudder once. I just rolled in the night before. And 13 miles in a mountain. I couldn't walk You're through <laughs> I finished, though. Yep. It took me like three that's, hours. That's, what hey, that's the, that's the yeah. thing. I was dying. So I was, I'm nervous. But now I'm last. So all eyes are on me, man. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, it's either because the guys, were, they, once you were done, you leave. Um, 
so I'm like, damn, I watched the guy before me. He actually ended up being my uh, my classmate. I was three guys before me. I, I remember and I told him. Well, like, everyone was before you. You were last. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just watching, but you remember them. I told him, I'm like, this dude, Mike Field, my dude, man. Um, he um, he goes through it, and he's a bigger dude. Like, he's not, you look at him, he's not you not in shape. Not in, no. But, he, you know, he, little Gordo, down bottom, and I'm like, <laughs> all right. I used him mentally to say, if he gets through this shit, yeah. ain't no way I'm, I'm not getting through, through this it. shit. And this dude, again, my other guy, um, um, Aubrey, he's he's over in the town of Marinick. He's a firefighter over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he, he went through it. He's a bigger dude, short, little, right? Aubrey knows my guy, but he's out of shape, right? <laughs> You're killing people right He's now. going through it. <laughs> so now they're like, Carter, I'm stretching. <laughs> getting everything ready I got on that Stairmaster my mouth got dry my legs felt like I didn't know if I had legs anymore and it's not your normal rate of stairs and you got 75 pounds of weight vest on you so it's undistributed weight throughout your body that you're not used Frank. to I don't got like ankle weights on and the vest it's the vest and I'm like not used to this but I it wasn't a simulation of the bar because I didn't do the bar in almost two years now yeah I, I slacked off I slacked off and I'm going and I'm like oh shit, this is not going to work <laughs> and you're allowed to touch you got to do it for it's a total of three minutes and 10 seconds because it's a 20 something there's like a warm-up and they're not counting but I'm like this is easy but you're literally walking the steps like a senior citizen like it's <laughs> I don't know what the level it's on but it's too slow yeah. Right. But it it's makes like, it harder. And I got size 13s, man. You're just going My, on side. Yeah. Maybe. You don't want to kick it. You can't touch the rails. It, oh. So you can either, they, they sell you, you can cross your arms, you can grab onto the vest, but then you're talking about, you're thinking about balance. So that whole part of it is like, this is awkward. No, who walks the steps like this? And that, you don't want to look like a, a a marching soldier. Like, you, you want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, I would march soldier it. Dude, you get done. And now you step off, and I'm like, now, it's a time limit, right? You literally, now when you get off, you have two minutes and 50 seconds to finish the entire course. And my legs, I didn't know where they were. <laughs> my body was moving, but my legs, I don't know where they were. So you have to, you can't run, but you can do this one kind of like a sprint, like a like a, like a fast, a walk sprint. I wish we had the footage. Yeah, yet, dude, dude, you I can would... do a walk sprint like to the next <laughs> piece, and you're pulling hose. I've never pulled a hose before, man. <laughs> so again, I've never done anything. I've never raised a ladder before. Yeah, I've never yeah. swung an ax before. This is all of this. And then you got to go into this dark U-shaped um, um, obstacle course where you're blacked out you can't see i'm six foot two again there's all types of it makes you get down you gotta climb over i bang my knee <laughs> so it's the last part of it where you're pulling you're pulling you're pulling what they would call you're pulling ceiling like it's a part of the or you're pulling and poking right so it's one two three four five and then you have to unhook and okay. now you're pushing one mic. two three oh, four gotcha, so gotcha. again i've never done this shit so it's driving me crazy, yeah. but I'm like, you never you, had a loud neighbor. Yeah, that's it. But you got to go into a you're going into a slot, right? Oh, you know what gotcha. I mean? Like, so it's precision. It's an actual too. yes. There's yeah, an yeah, actual. A a, there's an actual machine for it, oh. and I have what we would call a six foot hook. I have it in my hand, and I'm like, this is not something that I'm used to. Please don't mess up. The time is in my head, and the dude said, "This is where I almost lost." There's dead weight. 150 pound dummy. 
dead. Just casually Dumb. throwing that dead, in there. Right? You got to do that, and you got to drag the dummy. I think it's 50 yards and back. Dave's done that to me before. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought about those times when you've been drunk before? Yes. And it's like, yo, you think about dead weight? I'm like, yeah. this is it's impossible. This dude, is especially like, 150s. Like, but they tell you you can lift them. But I'm not in that type of shape to be lifting no 150 pounds. But I'm taller. So he was like, the dude was telling me, he's like, yo, it might be easier for you because you're already there. So when you stand a mannequin up, like you can just carry him. I'm like, the last thing I want to do is end up on the ground. This man, <laughs> Mark, just do it. So I'm like, I seen one dude do it with one arm. Like legit, like he was just, he just muscled it. But the resistance on the ground, 150 pounds, you like. So the last part the dude said to me. You might want to hurry up. <laughs> so now I'm like, but again, I made it. I never asked my time. You want to know? I called him and my father at the time, and I said, "What the did I just do?" I sat there, and they're cleaning up the whole place, and I'm looking around like, I hope they don't ask me to leave because I can't yet. Move. Like I can't yet. We've all respectfully been bad drunk. I've seen you. I've whoa, seen you. Whoa, whoa, and whoa. whatever that, yes, whatever that is, like, like whatever that feeling was, yeah. you know the next morning when you wake up, that recovery. Yeah, you're like, ah, I'm never doing it again. Yeah, it feels and like you ran out Remember Ben was explaining to us like that feeling from yes. COVID? Like, him, yes. he, you know, he, and I'm not going to put his business, but like, like he was like, yo, I, I went through, this is the feeling. And I'm like, I felt like somebody just, I'm dead. I'm dead. But it was, they, they make sure like you're, you're hydrated. And stuff <laughs> they actually you, check your heart to yeah. make sure you're still breathing. But you know, the crazy thing is, if I would have prepared myself, it would have been easy because after going through the academy for three and a half months, you then have to do the test again. And you've done the skills. Bro. And now it's, it's not even, screw the skills. I'm in shape. So it was more of a shape. I'm in thing. shape. It, my, my heart never beat that fast in a long time. So yep. it was dope, man. But uh, yeah, wow. It got me all excited to wear like yeah, a weight yeah, that was an incredible walkthrough. Must start uh, poking ceilings. I, I don't know if people. <laughs> I don't know if people are gonna be uh, scared to now become a fireman because no, <laughs> that's good. Like I, I always thought like, oh, they have some type of obstacle course or something. But to hear the stuff, it makes sense. It's yeah. like things that yeah. skills and uh, type of. There's different types of shape. Yes, and that's yes. like a different type of and it makes type. sense because like, like you have to do shape, things you know? like that to prepare yourself for when you're in a fire that's so it's it. like all mock yeah. simulation that they do i remember there was one story he said well, we'll keep it quick but he he was like dave they made me go through a 12 by 12 box oh yeah i'd like I'd get in the he's like i'm like, a big dude my shoulders the width of my shoulders are bigger than 12 inches like, oh 12 inches yes how am i supposed so to get know, through that with your equipment on no, my he, back he's a house he's a your house guy you had to I'm go through mike the house guy <laughs> but, um, so the what is they 12 inch studs yeah we gotta go oh, dude the, you yeah. gotta you gotta bust the sheet rock down right but again that was it was more or less it's called masked confidence so the first time you do this, you can see. The second time, you're blacked out and you're on air. Get it? Masked confidence? Pick right? Masked yeah. confidence. Masked. So wow. now like you're, yeah. you're, 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 when oh. you put your mask on, they put, they put like the, uh, the tissue paper in there. Doodle paper. So the good thing <laughs> is like, all right, man, it was like when we first did it, it was cold out so you're not sweating. And you just wanted to see so bad. Like you just want to see and I'm like, I thought I was going to, I said, you know what? The third day, first of all, the first day of PT, I said, they're bugging. I got to raise my hand. The, the academy humbles you. I'm 37 years old at the time going through this, and I got to ask another man, may I use the bathroom? <laughs> you shit me? Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Sir, 
You know what I mean? Carter, yes. Can I use the bathroom? And then... The, Your name's perfect for like a movie too. Carter. So many people say that too, man. Like, your, your name, Mark Carter. You sound like you should have been like in office. I'm like, nah, <laughs> yeah. politics is not my thing. Hey, but I got I gotta yeah. to take Dave there, right? I have to take Dave respectfully to the bathroom with me because we have a rule in the fire service, two in, two out. Right, I can't go in the house. In you don't case. go. You don't go rogue. God forbid something ever went wrong. You have somebody with you. Yeah. So that was it. Was a humbling experience, not knowing about the academy, but it's it's paramilitary. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, we walk in. You know, if 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 Claudio walked in and he has what they call bars, Claudio walks in here. You you got to salute. You know what I mean? We got to get Claudio some bars. Yo, <laughs> they was legit. Officer on deck. And, at ease. I'm like, what? I heard Dave does that in uh, his office. <laughs> he does it all the time. <laughs> but again, man, it was it was definitely something where the process was humbling. I think I needed that going in because you have a better respect for the job. Um, and there's no amount of time that could ever prepare you. That's why they say, they tell you in the academy, stay in your training and revert back to your training. And how would you do that if I took the time back in 2018 and said, you know what? I haven't taken a class in 15 years. So we still go, uh, we train at work, whether it's visual um, or doing stuff hands-on. You have the opportunity to go to the county to train. So it's dope, man. It forces you to stay in shape. Do you think if you knew of all this stuff you had to do, you still would have made the decision? Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. You know I asked this? Because if I knew how hard real estate was, I wouldn't have done it. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Um, Sometimes the naivety is. I got to give kudos, and I promise, you know, when I thought about it, right, I, 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 I'm not a, I don't, nobody knows this, but I, I cried at the time, and, and, and my two oldest, they, kudos to them, man, great kids, stinking twin. Um, great names. <laughs> <laughs> they, it, it's, 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 I accepted the job, they didn't know it. No, 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 I'm sorry, yeah, I was like on the eve, I had, and I had reached out, to them um, because I, when I first told them like it was the potential of it happening um, they were no and who does something right if your kids tell you don't do it nah we don't I always were they scared the, is that why they said no scared to death like because, I, because they potential. don't know yeah you don't they think don't, about they that, don't right. think about what this what is this job what are you doing what is it you know what I mean like what does it entail so like that part of it was like I didn't even know yeah. Which is a gosh damn shame. Yeah, I'm gonna go be a firefighter. But if they ask me, what does it entail? Or dad, you gotta go to tra- you gotta go train to learn this job. Or I thought you go and train right in peak skill. And when you're ready, yeah, you're good. Like I didn't know that. Fire I alarm had goes to. off, you show up. Right. Every day, Monday through Friday, I'm at Valhalla, um, at the fire training center. Uh, great people over there, um, training. But um, called fire fit. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I had prayed, like legit prayed to my grandmother asking me, because it's like that $33,000 thing. I said, tell me, show me, give me something. You know, like my, like she's she's always given signs. And I didn't think that I would have made it that far um, without the opportunity of the sign. And my grandmother's the only person that can really get me like emotional. Um, but when um, that day, when I spoke to my kids and they said no, I said, I got to make this decision without them, which is, sounds crazy. Um, you know, my dad had knew about it at the time. 
you know, I told my family, like, this is what I'm going to gonna go do now. Um, and I remember that um, my kids had, um, this is the part that fucks me up. Um, I think that my, they called me and uh, they said, Dad, um, You're good, brother. Take a minute. <clears throat> they said, uh, Grandma Pearl said it's all right. Like, you're going to be okay. And, you know, they signed off on me being a firefighter, man. And, and I and I never felt I never felt so good about a decision in my life. And, um, God damn, I hate telling that part. No, nah, man, that's no, beautiful. Yo, that that, part, that's that's man. a beautiful and, thing, and man. Wild. They were so excited, man. And that's a beautiful and thing. And I never asked them, right? So it was like, they never met my grandmother. That's why. Yeah, that's yo, they yo, never, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know. I know. Honestly, I'm looking at you. I, I got to pray to her oh, and be like, hey, man. Grandma Pearl. You almost going to make me cry, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> they never met her, man. And they, and they said that. And I was like, so there were days when I would want to quit. And it was like reverting back to my why and the kids and um, the pay cut and the gamble I was making in life. But I remembered when I wanted to stop running, when we would do PT at seven o'clock in the morning on an empty stomach in a, in, in, in a, in a, in a, a ice cup of ice cold. That's, that's the only time I drank coffee. I was every morning ritual, you know, it was coffee bathroom to let it out, then go run. <laughs> yeah. So now you're totally empty. Right. Yeah. So those were those times when I wanted to quit, man. Um, the kids, they were in school. I was responsible for helping them get to school. Their mom was super supportive um, my 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 current amazing uh, my current amazing girlfriend Naima now, thank God for her when it came yeah, to the academic to portion. There, I failed the test, failed the test, and you're not allowed to fail more than three. But I took the first test, firefighter one. I'm like, Psh, oh, this is a breeze. I got a 95. Now I'm feeling myself. I said, man, these fire dudes, they talk all of it. How bad could it get? Firefighter two comes out. Now it's firefighter one is exterior operations, right? So you, it's the basic stuff, right? Like just stuff that you would, you should know without even you guys, no disrespect, you, <laughs> with knowing common knowledge, you would, it's like one of those common knowledge tests. Now it gets into interior stuff. And I like, I was reading that book, um, Firefight, and I wasn't paying attention to my studies. I could tell you, go home and study. Like you go through a full day, you get classroom, um, you do the hands-on stuff outside. Um, but when I failed that test, now my pride, I'm like, yo, I'm embarrassed myself. But they tell you first day, if you fail three, we contact your department. I'm like, yo, man, there's people back home that know me. Like people now know I'm doing this. There are coworkers that I have that I've went to high school with some, some I've known my whole life. Um, this is, I gotta, I, I, what am I gonna tell these guys? I was scared to fail one. I'm like, they're gonna find out. Mind you, I got a, you know, my my, my partner um, at the time. Well, we were we graduated together. Um, Mike Sniffin. Um, he's 24 at the time. I'm 37. Like we don't we don't jive. And he's actually my 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 24 partner, which how we split schedules and all that stuff. But nonetheless, um, he is in there. You know, my dude, man, great kid, has a great future ahead of him. Uh, really bullheaded. Reminds me of myself when I was young. 
you know, but real bullheaded. Doesn't talk much, but he he loves firefighting. And that's what I realized. A lot of those guys in there loved firefighting, but they also had that that volunteer side of them. So there were a lot of parts of me where I was so lost, but these guys were so much better than me. And that shit drove me nuts because I prided myself. I was always so good in basketball. I was always so good in sports. I was good in baseball. Like, So the idea of me not being better than them bothered the hell out of me. And I had to humble myself to say, it's okay. This is not your wheelhouse. This is not something that these guys have been in there volunteering since they've been whatever age. They've been around the fire service. You know what I mean? They have what they call legacies. Their dad, uncle, whoever is a part of this. Um, so that then played a major role in a lot of stuff. So I had to I had to swallow my pride. Uh, Nye used to help me um, many a nights studying. And I would get mad at her because she would try to tell me, you know, don't study this way. And I would say, don't tell me how to study. You know <laughs> what I mean? But again, her method, I will say this, Shay, your method worked. Thank you. Um, but it was <laughs> Got like it recorded. You, yeah, yeah, right? Your, your method worked. Um, my kids would help with vocabulary. There were days where I would come home and just be dead, man. And the support that I got from everybody, um, from from the kids' mom um, to Naima, my parents, it was it was above and beyond. And a lot of people throughout the process didn't know I switched careers because I was still a nine to five guy, mm -hmm. right? That was just nine to five at the academy, and I I didn't I didn't go out. I didn't, bro. I, mm -hmm. I didn't. I was working at my dad's restaurant on weekends. Uh, to bring in some extra cash. My first year, I worked at my dad's restaurant for about a little over a year, um, just trying to bring in some extra cash because of, to to then, you know, uh, supplement what I wasn't getting early on. So it was it was just a great, this will be something that I would never, ever, ever, ever forget. I wouldn't have appreciated at 20, wouldn't have appreciated at 25, not even at 30, but being a father, at that point in time, that was the separation um, as to where and why that became more of an understanding. I get now why they hired an older male. I get it because, again, yes, you may be qualified, but the maturity level can be what separates you. There was right. a guy in my academy, my guy, um, um, uh, Pegues, um it's <laughs> last name, last name, last name, last okay. name, last name. Like, yeah, Rob, 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 oh, Rob, Rob, Robert. Um, and it's a funny thing. He's 42, man. 42 wow. years. So, that's, again, that's it's like your motivation, your motivation becomes to be what? He's got five years on you. So how dare you? You know what I mean? There was a lot of times where I said we used to call it the the, the in the back of the line. That was that was that was. uh we jogged. I'm like, I'm not keeping up with. I, we kept up. we had to keep up. Like you know, you seen military yep. when they, they go run. Together. Yes, you got to keep up. But they were respectful of pace because I'm not a long distance runner. Now I am. I go out. I run just Mona. Like you not just you go and you run six miles, five miles, Mike. And we challenge you guys to see like. But I'll go when I'm at I'm at work. I'll go run four. I'll go run three, and then I'm doing the elliptical. I'm doing 45 minutes of cardio because. My life now depends on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like I can't, I'm not, nobody's saying go out and be on a Schwarzenegger. No, but when you're breathing through that mask and your oxygen is limited, you have 4,500 
PSI, which is nothing when you're breathing heavy. And it's also your breathing is restricted. You learn, I began, like, nobody knows this. And I'm checking this, this is an exclusive. <laughs> I now meditate because it's so important to manage and control your breathing, dude. It's, it's crazy, man, because I've had a panic attack within mass confidence going through. I had a panic attack and I didn't know it. And it's the scariest shit. When you can't get out of something, Mike, you're in something legit, like not the ceiling, but you simulate being in the attic. Mike, you know what I mean? So I would yeah. do well. So when you you can't get up, so you got a pack on your back, you can't get up. You got your equipment. I mean, you have your 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 turnout gear on, which is your bunker pants and your in your jacket, and you have a hood over your head. It's hot as hell. A mass confidence. It's late in the summer. Um, we did the one in Stanford. <sighs> Brutal. But again, you're sweating profusely. Yeah. Everything is going on inside of you, right? When you're breathing, whatever that air is, it's oxygen, not whatever the air is, but like it's hot. So if you're out in a cold environment, it's cold, right? Yeah. So you're getting that. So it's balls hot and you're breathing hot air. That's yeah. your... So we, New York guys, like... Those humid days, you ever been on a run in a humid day? Yeah. In a sense, right? Kind of so a hot day. Put put something yeah, over no. your face. COVID. Now's a good time. COVID, right? right? Yeah. COVID. Like, people are complaining about having these surgical masks on, N95s. This thing is glued to my face, right? Because of suction to your face. Hence why we can't have a beard, which I didn't know <laughs> again. But again, that's... <laughs> um, and that might have been... That, the, the immature me, that would have been a deal breaker. Really? What? Man, listen, man. The beard yeah. was like, that was the thing. So yeah. I can't remember you with the beard anymore. Damn, that's the Sorry good. to go. I know, no, it's true. Good. And, and I'm used to it now, too. But when he first yeah. shaved, I'm like, oh, my God. It's like a <laughs> different person because you feel like you lose your chin. Yeah. You know, so I, I get it. But yeah. obviously, for functionality reasons, you just can't. You just and, can't. And honestly, you, yeah. Would you rather a beard or you rather your life? My life, <laughs> You man. know what I mean? My like life, so yeah. That's why I don't yeah. have a beard, you know? Just in case, <laughs> in case I get called up. <laughs> yeah, so you just got to, like the training aspect of it, um, the motivation from the from the, from the the messages we send every morning. Um, well, Dave sends it Monday through Friday. Richie, I may hop in every once in a while on the weekends. Yeah, Mike does a similar thing to yeah. for us. He gives us a... Um, very, very brief quote. Yeah, he gives brief, us, brief. He gives us a, a brief quote. <laughs> Where a little tip. Whereas yeah, I, a little. I, I'm a little more elaborate. You know, I get into like typed messages. You know, speaking speaking of elaborate, yeah. Um, let's 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 briefly go back because I, I didn't. I don't know if I told you this in person. I didn't have a. I didn't. I didn't get to tell you right. But oh, man. <laughs> you're, you as my best buddy, right, Mike. You had every right to be on his ass about like the ten page Dave. Like this is going <laughs> back to like what it's like epi one two like a, yeah this that is early. and this so, is I, early. so i'm thinking about it. i was reading the book the other day and i'm like this dude is nuts like yeah, yeah. so i tried to say to myself what would it feel like reading 10 pages dude that's like watching a martin episode and cutting it <laughs> off right when bro man is coming from the fifth floor like you don't know who bro man is like so you can just stop in the middle of saying something like oh and now you don't <laughs> know what happens to billy yeah right so yeah. it's like but I guess whatever works, 
You know what I mean? His his super strength, which I'm trying to absorb, is his processes are bulletproof. Yeah. So that the days where you don't want to do it, right, you do it because you're not hanging on that punchline that comes. Right. Like if you happen to read something and it's not that interesting, you'll put it down. If you know you just have to do ten pages, it doesn't matter what it is. You're doing the ten, you do it. Whereas my method, if I'm not into it, I just put it down. So you get Mike, more stuff done. Mike, but that, thousand percent. you don't really know that until you start applying stuff. Right. And you just, there's different ways to do things, but it's bulletproof the way he does stuff. I, I couldn't eat. As we know, Dave has a unique way of doing so much. Yeah. Like, like so much. You guys like, are making me feel uncomfortable. No, nah, <laughs> you it's, should it's, feel it's uncomfortable. Like, it's like unique this ways. this is never of, happening yes. again. <laughs> like, but you guys, like you guys expose yourselves in such a manner on this show. You fucking me cry, which excuse my French, but like, but just like, you guys do a fantastic job, but um, no, I was just seeing or understanding. You know, I didn't know the vision, but you know, nah, I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And it's like when you first watch a movie. I told Dave the other day. Um, it's like when you first watch a movie, and I think a lot of people are, do watch this, and it's just that pride. You know, like you got probably got followers on Instagram. I don't have social media. You probably got followers on Instagram. Whatever else you got that just watch yeah and won't like it mm-hmm. yeah this is going to be that that same space you know? yeah yeah oh, oh, absolutely. very nice for you to say yes, and then we you. we and you'll like my mantra at the end because it ties it all together but it's okay not to know what the next thing's going to bring but if in your head you're like it's going to benefit regardless of what it becomes and right. if we're authentic to what we're doing and just we enjoy it yeah you can't lose yeah. It's just like with the fireman stuff. You knew, you knew big picture was going to make sense. Yeah. You didn't know the next step. You just take the first one. Stupid me, man. And, and honestly, no, it's, you, know, you, you make a good point, uh, but we talk about it all the time. We're like, imagine if the people, just the best friends and our best family members in sure. our life were to just go and tap the five star and leave us a review, right? Uh, we would be at hundreds of ratings, but it almost feels better, and honestly, we would appreciate it if they did do it, sure. But it's got to be genuine. You, well you know done. what I mean? Well done. No, 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 but it's got to be genuine. But like we're at looking that when we first hit our you know, 10,000 downloads on the platforms, and now we're almost at five. I mean, by the time this comes out, we'll be well over 5,000 people following us on, on social media. Mm-hmm. It grows and grows and grows, whereas we don't do it for those reviews. Yeah. The fact that we have over 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts is extreme. And yeah, we know a handful of them, but the majority of the people who are leaving this, we don't know. But to to family and friends point, they do get the benefit of, you know, when this does become a top 10 podcast and everybody gets to, you know, reap the benefits of stories like this, they were there still from the beginning. Mm. You know what I mean? So for us, when you're, when you have that, that vision and like Mike was saying, I'll never stop doing this. Right. I'll never stop. So there's no way that I can fail unless I were to, physically pull the plug and be like, you know what? I'm going to tap out. Yes, sir. The consistency and something as stupid as just reading 10 pages a day, I do different things like that in my life to make sure that when I see a goal, that's how I can get it. Mm. You know what I Makes mean? Uh, but it's it, it, it's definitely an interesting thing. Being mindful of, of people's time, because sure. I know we're, we're going What else on. do you have to do today, right? Just right? in case yeah. keep listening. No, no, I, well, and it's true, I'm and it's, this joking. is so good. Yeah. But I do need to, because that's a nice lead into the power of relationships mm. and association, right? Because growing, for, for you, from going early on in the episode all the way till now, you had really good relationships people in your corner you sought out help to make sure that people were in your corner what is i guess the 
the value that you can bring to others up and coming in something that they're looking for in terms of the, who you keep around you? Uh, without a doubt, the, you know, I'm not a big on the judging a book by its cover. Like not, not, not in the least. I'm huge on that. But I think, (laughs) (laughs) but you, you, you know, you are and do become a product of your environment. Right. And it's not the environment when you're speaking of outdoors. If you hang around bad people, you're going to become a bad person. You surround yourself with like-minded individuals, go-getters, right? People who, not even a level of motivation. I don't like the idea of, yeah, I'm motivated to go do this. And then what are you going to do when you're not motivated? It has to come from within. You have to want that drive, right? Because if Dave wanted this show more than you wanted it, we, there needs to be another co-host, right? It's like, it's, like, it's like in sport. If I begin or a parent, my kid is doing something, she's playing the violin, one of my daughters plays the violin, if I want this more than you, we're doing something wrong. So my idea and what, 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 what is important to me, I've always been blessed to be around good people. I didn't choose them. I don't think they chose me. Circumstances put me in position to be around them, and then we built from there, right? And I would say you can't seek these people. You can't make yourself be something that you're not, but understanding that being a product of your environment goes a long way with the type of person that you can mold yourself into being because you have absolute control over your destiny. You, like there's nothing, like they, it, it sounds so corny and, and cliche. Yeah, you can do anything in the world you want. Yeah, you can. Like you legit can do anything in the world that you want. But if you're not around those like-minded individuals, it's very easy to become discouraged. Right? It's very easy to be have setbacks along that road. And I would say from my basketball family, my PSA guys, we're constantly motivating each other to move forward to my friends that I speak to every single day. You begin to understand and realize the importance of healthy relationships. There are things that I can turn to my group and say, fellas, this is it, and not feel a level of embarrassment. I can go to them with an achievement and not expect to receive kudos, but for them to understand you were supposed to do this, right? This, that, it's that push in the right area where, yo, congrats. You don't even know when your friends are actually watching. And that's the dopest part about a dope relationship with the good people. These are not guys. Yes, we've partied before. Majority of us are now parents now, right? The party, yes, and we still will party. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not going to stop. Like, not say it's not going to stop, but we'll do it. It's now curtailed in the sense where we go and say, let's go kick it in the crib, right? Let's go sit down and watch football. Let's go, you know, let's go to a game, right? Yankee game, which things that we've done before, but it's not after the Yankee game, we're going to. The bar. It's not getting too much details. You know <laughs> but have you heard yeah. the saying, stay around the fire to stay That's on theme? Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Is that a quote or a mantra? Because I'm a mantra. I have no look, idea. Look I throw out quotes, mantras, have no idea where they come from. <laughs> I just throw them out. So you just pulled. That sounds like something that you would have learned it, in Boy Scouts, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. It, stay yeah. around the fire. Um, <laughs> stay around the fire. So you kind of alluded to it. Yep. Question that I love to ask for personal reasons because I like to hear everybody's side of it. On days 
when you, on brand, want to snooze, uh, but know you have no choice and your level of motivation is not what it was on a day where you know what, yeah, it's easy to get up because I'm motivated. When you're not feeling motivated to do something and other people are still obviously relying on you in life, how do you continue to do it every single day? Without question, continuing to be, I would say, to have the drive. Because I think like motivation, there's an easy word. Like there's no, there's no negative word to drive. Either you have it or you don't, right? You're not motivated or not motivated. Like that, no, I have the drive to go do this. And the easiest part for me is understanding that I have people that rely on me. I am now that person. That's my drive. So when I don't want to do it, whether it's the littlest thing, you may not want to work out today, but I'm not working out for me. Yes, it helps you look your physique and, you know, all of that stuff. And you feel a little bit now more sexy at the beach. And I knew he was going there. With <laughs> he was getting, he was <laughs> but you definitely like there are people that rely on me. My job, my, my whether it be my 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 coworkers, my brothers, um, whether it be my friends because they're relying on me to be here to experience great times. My kids, they're a thousand percent relying on me to support them, whether it be a monetary support, emotional support, whatever it may be, I gotta be here for that. Right? So my thing comes back to simply staying in shape and being conditioned to do a job to be able to make that make being able to be a provider and the easiest thing for me when it came to actually the having the drive to get things done has been once i became a parent and that change we're all parents here and i'm sure you felt you guys i've been parents a little bit longer than you guys so you'll see you appreciate the newborn stage that next level it's unparalleled. Like there's nothing you're gonna experience, girls or boys. Um, we're all girl dads here. Yes, that's right. Um, but that becomes to be the drive. Every day, I remind myself they're here. And I told you briefly, one of my greatest friends in the world um, was just diagnosed with stage four cancer. Like legit, like just out of nowhere never had this is one of my former teammates on the football field in college and when you think about that if you woke up or somebody told you you're going to wake up tomorrow you might be feeling a little bit ill on the inside and you're going to go get diagnosed with the doctor and they're going to tell you you have stage four cancer if that right there doesn't drive you to experience every ounce of life that you can every single day, that was probably one of my more humbling experiences I've ever had. And he's kept it so real. I just wanna let Duran know I love you to death, man. Um, and I tell him all the time, you know, and I always put it in quotes, you will win. And he just gave me some great news the other day saying that his last checkup, he's actually visiting his, his in-laws now uh, up in Vermont, and he said to me, yo, I got some great news, and he's, he's Duran has always been like, just so random, like, and he's so, that's my guy, but he was, when we were in college, he was so unprepared all the time. <laughs> like, he was just one of those dudes, man. But he's so great. Um, he said, I got some great news. We were just talking, I was, yo, checking on you, boy. He said, I got some great news. Um, 
the doctor told me my, my cancer's shrinking. And that shit then brought me to my knees, man. Because it was like, and I told Nye, and she was like, and we both thought the same thing, said it almost at the same time. God is the greatest. That's what I text him. And it's so crazy that she said the same thing because we've all been praying for him. He's pushing through. Like all of our friends, and you talked about relationships and stuff like that. That's that support because I think that that's helping him. Father, Absolutely. father of three. Wow. A husband. You know what I mean? And then, mm -hmm. boom. Yeah. Right. So he's gonna win this race, man. So yes, he is definitely. Wow. That was that was good stuff. Yeah. Um, so so this will bring us. Listen, this whole episode I feel like was like mantras and yeah. and all that. <laughs> but this will bring us into Dave's dime of the week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. Yeah, sorry, Mark. This is our corny. That's, this, nah, is, that's, this is our little. You know what's corny crazy? Piece. You just actually made me think of like like uh, dimes. I was thinking of basketball. Like, well, that, yeah. that you know that's but that's assist. so that's part of it. Okay. Yeah, because a dime is something that sets somebody else up. So my hope in Dave's dime is to give you a little boost to set you up. Feel me? You, like anytime he, he says Dave's dimes, like you have to always follow through with the ad lib <laughs> yeah. of the dimes. Yeah. I feel yes. like I'm just like a. And he a always asks. He always asks for a dime. I mean. He asked for it's a uh, soundboard all the time. I don't know if yeah. we're working on efficiency. That. You know what we're talking about. Uh, and this is a, a personal one that Mark and I had spoke about uh, a couple days ago, maybe days a ago. week ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it's a beautiful thing, and it ties into the the episode in terms of discipline. Your lack of discipline is offensive to those who believe in you. Mm. Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. That right. gives me anxiety. Right? Like, Doesn't it make you feel like, some Whoa. level of like, well, anytime you don't do something, like, damn, somebody actually. It's a good one. But that goes back to that drive. That's hard. And every right? time he says it, when he said it, we were, we were at the lake and I was like, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, damn, dude, why you got to do that? I say it every week, but Dave's delivery is so smooth that I'm like, yeah. I should start going first. Because <laughs> mine's usually like ad libbed from yep. what I remember. So, yep. for example, Miguelito's mantra, little Michael. Ito, Ito, Ito. Mine, I'm pulling from Steve Jobs. Yep. He gave a uh, speech for uh, graduation, and he basically said that when you're living your life, you have all these dots, and you don't know that they connect until you look backwards. And trust, mm. the dots will connect. Wow. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The speech is phenomenal. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's good speech. Right, I think if that you just slow down, you gotta you gotta say that one more time. Yeah, because I it, grabbed it. But that I mean, I was, too. I was that's, that's part of the delivery. I don't remember what he said. Nah, nah, no, nah, but nah, if nah, you nah. slow that's it down, dope, it'll sit a little bit better, even for me to hear it. Yo, can you can you repeat that again, can please? We, let me get the real one. <laughs> nah, because when you said it, that the flow was just so yeah. dope. Now you're gonna make it seem like you weren't paying attention to Steve Jobs, man. Listen, I retain stuff. I don't. I retain stuff, but I don't hear the actual words. All right, Steve Jobs. Right. <laughs> this is real time. Dots folks. connect. <laughs> quote. quote. <laughs> there you go. I've used it before. It's very good. All right, ready? Let's go. I have the verbatim. Let's go. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You only can connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, your destiny, life, karma, whatever it takes. Wow. Mm. I got chills, bro. That's a great quote. That was fire. Thank mm. you, Steven. Wow. That's the job. Um, Mark, hit us with, uh, with something. What do you got? What is it? Uh, Marky's message? message. Oh, I like Ooh. that. Message, message. <laughs> You're supposed to message come Message is me, too man. like... Mark, uh, it doesn't... It mess, I, message, no, message. you know going to hit you with. Marky's... Mon Damn, man. Sorry, man. Marky's mantra. This guy. <laughs> mantra, mantra, mantra. Dope, dope. No, I, you know, 
Dave said, he's like, yo, man, you know, again, I, I'm a watcher of the show, so I, I'm prepared. But I didn't <laughs> have to prepare because I always use this. And there's a lot of times with the basketball kids, and there's actually two. Um, one I borrow from my, uh, my good friend, uh, Gary Bryant, a longtime coach in the Mount Vernon area. Um, his was always during practice, he would always say, listening is a sign of intelligence. Don't get it until like you get that. older, right? Mm -hmm. Listening is a sign of intelligence, and you always hear like, "Do you hear me?" or "Are you listening?" I'm like, my grandma used to always say that. I'm like, yeah, I hear you, but are you listening? Is letting it? You know what I mean? One thing I always say to my bad, I use that with my basketball kids, especially in practice. But I always tell them before we get on the road, um, it's the four P's, and I try to get them each group that I come across to remember it. And I would just tell them, like, you know, four Ps, and they tell you. And it's proper preparation prevents poor performance. And when you simple. Wait, four? That wait, was like that was five. like seven. Proper yeah. preparation. Proper preparation prevents poor. You don't, you know, poor performance. Oh, yeah, is I got you. I got you. You get what I'm saying? Okay. You, you can't. What is poor? Pirelli. Yeah. <laughs> Pirelli. So, but again, like, you know, proper preparation prevents poor performance. And I say it to my kid, my kids know, they know. You know they they'll sit here and like, uh, uh, but it's again a part of it, right? When if 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 Claudio, right, if he came in like ways Mike did, like we would be in bad wow. shape. I can't. I Shots come in fired. like a, a hurricane, don't you I? Did I always do? With you, like know, a tornado. You, you make a good point, and we always talk about CV behind the scenes. But like my man was here at eight thirty. Yeah, he's prepped. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like that's an hour and a half before the interview, and we started an hour late because of obviously all the conversations ways, that, ways, that go on. No, no, it's ways. Yeah, ways screwed me up again. I had a ways <laughs> yeah. moment. And your bacon, egg, and cheese that you devoured. It was good. <laughs> Castleview, shout out. Yeah, Castle. that's crazy that you ate a bacon, egg, and cheese before this. Oh wait, I already oh, told everybody one. I ate. You didn't it. have one. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 no, that's that's dope, man. I really, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna steal that one yeah. too, and I'll probably butcher it. I'll and, be like poor people, platforms, and Pirelli. No, you, you should just change the first one to Pirelli preparation. What is it? What is it? What is it? <laughs> proper preparation prevents so poor performance. Pirelli preparation prevents poor, poor performance. performance. Mm. Yeah, Pirelli, you, you know, go. it's not a household name yet. We're gonna we're gonna end on that. Until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. And thank you, Marky Mark. Mark. This was Thanks incredible, bro. Thanks for having me. And go subscribe. He, you watch. Do you subscribe? Are we rolling? That's another Epi in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.